Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Divorce Stories. We're at episode number nine, and I'm your host, Dennis Vetrano, divorce attorney. Just like to remind everybody, we love answering questions on our podcast. So if you have a question you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast, send your question to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Get right into it. This question I get all the time, and I guess it's kind of a burning, trending issue for anybody who's contemplating divorce. Is it okay for me to date during my divorce? Now, there's a couple of different ways to look at this. Number one, technically, is it okay? And number two, from a practical standpoint, is it something you'd really want to do? Is it advisable? So, I mean, I think the first way to look at it and the first aspect of it is, is it legal? Technically, you'd be surprised in New York State, adultery is still a crime. And while you're going through your divorce process, although the divorce has technically been filed, you're really still married to your spouse. So if you're having uh, uh, sexual relations with someone else, technically that's adultery. Technically, it's still a crime in New York State, but it's never really prosecuted. So, so you know, most lawyers, um, and in fact, you know, pretty regularly, I have clients who are dating someone else or moved in with someone else have a new boyfriend, have a new girlfriend. That's not really a problem from a legal standpoint. So technically you can do it. But from a practical standpoint, is it something you want to do? Okay. And I think the first aspect of that is you just have to consider, look, take a look at the emotions here from a practical standpoint. I mean, maybe you can do it, but do you want to do it? And there are emotions from two different parties here. Number one, if there are kids involved, your kids. And then number two, your spouse. So from an emotional standpoint, I always suggest to clients the best way to go into the divorce process is to go into it in a way where you're both, you and your spouse, accept understand there's going to be a divorce. There's no real ax to grind. There's no real proverbial, um, what do I want to say, uh, uh, revenge that you feel like you need to exact on the other side. You just, you're both at a point where you've accepted it and you're going to work through it. Now think of it like this. If you've started dating someone else, you have a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend, what do you think the emotions of your spouse are going to be? I mean, there is that group of people who just won't care. Oh, you got a new girlfriend, a new boyfriend, fantastic. But the reality is there's so many of these cases where when you start dating someone else during your divorce, it just turns your spouse sideways, proverbially, um, from an emotional standpoint. They get really angry. Um, they get really spiteful and vengeful. And that is not the sort of level of emotions you want from your spouse as you're you know, uh, engaging in the divorce process. And the second standpoint from an emotional perspective is from your kids. I mean, look, when you start dating someone else during your divorce or when the divorce is relatively fresh or new, your kids, you know, they take it hard. I mean, there's no real way to, to kind of play that out. Um, there's no real way to say, you know, uh, kids are okay with it because the vast majority are not. They see it as this person may be taking your time away. They may now have become a new rival for your emotions. Um, you know, so, so again, I, I think from an emotional or rather from a practical standpoint, you really have to consider the emotions of your spouse and the emotions of your kids when you determine do you actually want to do that 
do you actually want to start dating, have a boyfriend or girlfriend during your divorce process or when it's fresh, even though technically you can do it, okay? Um, and listen, let's circle back to legal on this a little bit. So let's say for argument's sake, well, let's back up. From a legal standpoint, you can date during your divorce, right? But do you want to do that even from a legal standpoint? So now you're in court, you're immersed in the divorce process, and now you're going before a judge, somebody who's never met you before, doesn't know you at all, doesn't know if you're a good guy or gal or a bad guy or gal, or how they feel about your circumstance or your, or your situation. Now, bear in mind, judges in these cases, when they make determinations on any of the issues in your divorce case, they have vast discretion. So you always have to combat against what I call the asshole factor. Okay, because if you walk into court and you go before this judge and the judge hears you've got a new girlfriend that you're out gallivanting with or you're deciding to move in with and then hears in the next breath your kids are upset about it and your wife's upset about it or your husband's upset about it. What do you think this judge on a personal level is going to think of you? You are going to get put into the asshole category and you certainly don't want to do that at the outset. You really don't want the first impression you put before that judge that you're the guy or gal that, ah, there's something a little funny going on with this person, okay? So you really have to guard against that when you get into the process. Now, bear in mind, there's also other aspects of this case that can be impacted by you dating someone else. Let's take, for example, equitable distribution. There can be arguments made, and remember, equitable distribution is division of marital assets. So if you've moved into the house of someone else, or let's say for argument's sake, your new boyfriend or girlfriend has moved into the marital residence with you, now they're helping support and or maintain and or improve a marital asset. Now you start making division of those assets muddy. Or let's say even worse, they're helping you manage marital stock accounts. Or even worse yet, and I've had one of these cases, they're assisting you in running the family business, which is a marital asset and subject to equitable distribution. I can remember having a case where I called the new girlfriend to the stand, a significant business asset that this person is assisting them run. They're helping them run this business, writing out checks, managing the finances. This person now has to testify. I call her as a witness and I say, who's writing these checks? Where are these checks going? And my client's sitting back at the attorney's stand or at the, at the uh, client's stand and saying, oh, you know, what's going on here? And I see the judge looking over saying, wait, the girlfriend is helping run the family business? You don't want those sorts of problems as you're going through the divorce case. It makes your case muddy and complex and difficult to handle. And what does that mean? Your legal fees go through the roof, your likelihood of success goes down, and your case becomes more difficult to manage and navigate through. Um, and bear in mind, it can also affect, it can also impact child support and spousal support. If you've moved in with your new girlfriend or boyfriend, or you're sharing expenses or sharing responsibilities from a financial standpoint with them, it can be argued that this new girlfriend or new boyfriend, their income, their assets, what they bring to the table to help pay bills can be considered by the judge in your divorce or your family court case when they're making determinations about what the numbers and duration would be for child support or spousal support. And as you would expect, custody and visitation. How can it impact that? Well, think of it like this. When you go through a divorce case, one of the first things you're going to do is appoint an attorney to represent your children. That's one of the first things that happens if you can't arrive at an agreement together. 
that person is duty-bound in New York State to represent what your kids say they want to see happen in the case. So if they see dad, oh, dad can go to my ball game, but instead he's out to uh, dinner with his new girlfriend. Uh, dad could have came to my dance recital on Saturday morning, but instead he decided to go on a kayaking av- adventure with his new girlfriend or new boyfriend for that matter. I mean, look, if that significant other, that new girlfriend or boyfriend, the person you're dating, is taking time away from your kids, that will alienate your kids. It will alienate your spouse, probably, and also the attorney representing them in that particular case. Now, bear in mind, I also argue and I also explain to clients, this, in many cases, you know, kids are fueled by time. The more it's, it's like putting money into a bank. Every time you put money into that bank, you're going to see your account balance go up and up and up. Your kids are the same thing. Every time you put time into them, you spend time with them. You go to their ball games. You go to pick them up from daycare. You go to their doctor's appointments. It's like putting money into a bank. If that new significant other, girlfriend or boyfriend, is, taking, is, is inhibiting you from doing that, is taking away your time such that you can't keep putting that money in the bank, then your account balance is going to be low, right? Then your kids are going to say, hey, Maybe I'd rather be with mom this weekend. Maybe I'd rather live with mom. Maybe I'd rather do more things with mom. Maybe I want mom to go to my ball games and not dad, or vice versa for that matter. So I think you just have to be very cautious about dating your, during your divorce. There's a couple of different ways to look at it, as I said early on. There's legal, can you do it, is it okay? And then there's practical, do you want to? And the practical, at the end of the day, will come around and circle back to the legal. Because from a practical standpoint, if the judge sees you're dating instead of, instead of spending time with your kids, he's going to think you're a jerk. And in addition, you're going to alienate your kids, alienate your spouse, and possibly alienate the, the attorney representing your kids. And that's going to circle back to give you difficulties in your divorce case, not just with ch- child custody and visitation, but also possibly with child support, spousal support, and equitable distribution. So there you have it, the legal and practical effects of dating during your divorce. And again, best practice is something you do not want to do, in my opinion, a practicing divorce attorney. So listen, we'd love to hear from you. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in again. If you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer on our podcast, don't forget to email them to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Again, divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about the divorce process, you're trying to struggle through it, or you need to just have some questions answered about your case to know which direction to move in, don't hesitate to visit us online at drvitranolaw.com to schedule a free confidential consultation. Thanks again. We'll see you guys again next time.